You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Creators in Saigon, guys. We have Amélie Huyen Lemo today. I'm trying to pronounce it the French way because <laughs> she's French and I'm French as well. But obviously, she, English people will probably say it differently, or Vietnamese will probably pronounce it differently. I'm super excited to have you on the show today because the topic is about authenticity and being authentic, and and maybe eventually question like how it can be a key for having a, let's say, wholesome and a successful life. And of course, it's your point of view today. So if you want to share any type of experience and if you want to explain us a little more about all the projects that you are involved to, you are involved in the cultural community, you are sending a newsletter about cultural events in Saigon, you are now studying journalism, and before you studied biology and you even have a PhD in biology. <laughs> so I'm super enthusiastic to actually talk about all this transition you've been through and your Saigon experience. So I'm just going to dive in and uh, maybe uh, get you to introduce yourself. But I want to share how I actually uh, met you and, and the way that unfolded and the reason why you're actually today on the show. Because I remember the first time we met, we you were actually supposed to go and I was supposed to go as well. And then we ended up discussing for probably more than 15 minutes about random stuff in life. And you were starting to explain me your projects. I was starting to explain you my projects. And I was realizing like, okay, this is going to take way more than, <laughs> than the time we have at the moment. So we decided to meet again. And I feel like after this conversation, you are the type of people who share energy so easily. This is what probably a lot of creative people can bring on the table sometimes. You have this energy that you bring whenever you enter a room and, and this positive vibe that you easily share with others that made me want to actually have you on the show. And when I realized that you knew Dana before, I was like, okay, let's just talk about it. And maybe you can actually start by this is to share us, share with us a little more about what is your secret ingredient that make you so much enthusiastic and make people around you smiling contagiously. Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you. You have yes, the right. See, but you know, like my, uh, I'm a bit red. You're red. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. And, and thank you for the compliment. And it's fun because like uh, you are not the only one since a few months telling me this and I didn't realize it's so with other people telling you this so yeah I'm happy to, to hear about it because often I feel like that I don't have any energy <laughs> I'm always like I don't have any energy I need a break I need a <laughs> I don't know I feel that maybe it's not my ingredient it's other people because what I like is when people like are passionate about something so I like to hear people being passionate about what they are doing and just about this, like, and I'm really curious too. Like, I've always been curious. This is why I was in science before. It was like just because of curiosity, like always learning, researching. 
So I think it, it's about it's about this and and also maybe as now that you did my introduction, maybe it's also about authenticity because I think I'm quite it's what I'm often said is I'm quite not simple, but yeah, I have simplicity because I know who I am. I know not always what I want, but I know what I like and what I dislike. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is why I, I have this kind of, of, of energy and I don't know what is, I don't like what is fake. I don't like people who are hypocrites or fake. Sometimes people, they don't even know that they are fake. It's just that they have put layers on them to protect them. And, but usually there is this intuitivity and I, it's difficult for me to interact with them because I feel that there, there are some barriers. So it's just that I am me. And mm-hmm. I think it's thanks to all the people I'm meeting, to my family, my husband too, who is really important for me. And all those people, I feel there are people who are really natural. And usually I'm attracted to natural people. So I think that the energy is coming also from them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not... But yeah. it's nice to hear yeah. this. <laughs> energy is a flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very nice to hear. Yeah. Like, at least you are uh, uh, transmitting it really well. Yeah. And, uh, I think actually as a former scientist you would love to hear this that I recently read how the heart is our like electromagnetic field so our heart the electromagnetic field like radiates much further beyond our physical body here and it interacts with other people's hearts electromagnetic field so that's how you can kind of like feel and interact with people and they always say like you can feel heartbreak in your heart or when you're happy and excited about something you're just like you can literally feel it right here and it's actually like the energy Hmm. emitting from your heart oh where did you read this like interesting you have to share yeah yeah yeah, From my scientific mm-hmm. point of view, to be honest, I'm like, mm, what is it? I, I, I have to read it before. I'm really like, uh, I believe only when I read or only when yes. I see. Or but but it's interesting. I'm not mm-hmm. really, I'm not at all, you know, um, close to everything scientific mm-hmm. or you know, like I'm I'm open to everything holistic, mm-hmm. and this is why it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I'll put it in the show notes if anyone actually cares. I think the book was called Deeply Holistic. Mm. and it talks yeah it talks about from a holistic standpoint all the different parts of the body and how just all about our holistic health and what each function of the organ has beyond just like literally keeping us alive Mm. but also from like an emotional standpoint an energetic standpoint so yeah it's really interesting okay anyway yeah but i feel the smile is important to smile, Smiling. yeah. Like yeah. For me, it's one of the most but, important things. Like I like when people smile back. Like, yeah. And yeah. especially in Vietnam, like you have a lot of people, like 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 old vendors in the street, and you know, like they seem grumpy. And and compared to when I was living in Paris, where people are grumpy, but they are not smiling back at you. They are yeah. more like, "What do you want from me? Yeah. Why are you smiling at me? Like, are you gonna ask me for money or cigarette? You know?" And especially in Paris, and but in Vietnam, they are smiling back at you. And this yeah. is what and this is why Vietnam is still authentic. Yeah, I think so. They take the time to smile back whenever you, you actually sometimes they even smile first and that makes you uh, that makes you happy the the little thing you buy in the morning makes you happy for the yeah for the whole uh, journey you arrive to the office or anywhere you go to work actually we talked about your your name amelie huin and i have also a multicultural name so i was really interested to know for you how you weight it and like which which side do you do you usually compare it do you use it all at once 
And is it more like a blessing or a burden in some occasions? I think for me it's different because I am not a Viet Kiu because my name is coming from my husband. My husband is half French, half Vietnamese, so Vietnamese from his father. So for me it was kind of like when we got married, I was like, oh, I want all the names together. Okay. Uh, so so I don't have this going back to the roots or things like this, but I am with my husband for... Uh, I don't know, like 19 years now, and and so we know each, each other family really well. So I know a lot of, even before coming to Vietnam five years ago, I know a lot about Vietnamese culture, so it's further. And so for me, it's more like a blessing. Like, like I would like to learn more about, like I would like to learn Vietnamese. I've tried a few times, it's kind of difficult, but I will do it. <laughs> and, and coming to Vietnam is not something that we did, like expatriates or... We are going to go in another country in three years, only yeah. in three years. It's, we are, we came to live here and now it's our home. So yeah. we'll be people living in Vietnam if we can for, for a long time. So, and, and I don't know see about the names. This is something I think maybe it was when I was younger and I was in science. The people cannot see my style uh, now because it's only audio but usually when people were seeing me they were seeing that I was, I was doing an artistic study or literature study and they were always a bit surprised when I was saying I was in science mm. so and I like this kind of surprise I don't know I like <laughs> maybe because when I was even younger people were always you know checking on your physical you know until I was kind of good at class, I was shy, and so I had difficult time when I was younger. And so afterward, when I could, you know, like I am myself, I know what mm. I want and stuff. I like this surprise when people don't know what they will see. So mm. I like this kind of thing, like people, because people, they can not judge you on the aspect or on the name. And when people, they see my name, there is this first Amélie, uh, so it's a French, uh, French name, after my family name is Win Le Mot. And uh, all the all people think it's Win Lee first. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and each time I, I'm always like, no, no, no. no the like Lee is actually is, French. And Lee, it's Lou, it's, it's the French, French thing. So people are like, who are they going to see? Some people <laughs> that they are telling me, I don't know who, and we don't know each other, what kind of person they will have in front of them. Like they are expecting maybe half Vietnamese or... Uh, I like it's, to have a little bit of fun with this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to be where people don't expect you to yeah. to be to arrive. So you talked about uh, your marriage, and I feel like your husband is your best partner or your best friend in life. What what actually what is his place according to your perspective in your life? My husband, yeah, my husband is my main partner. He's my best friend. When I feel down, this is the person I want to talk with, to discuss with. But really different in terms of character I would say is more nervous than me I'm more sometimes I would say logical and but in the end we have exactly the same values and this is why authenticity is important for me because authenticity knowing what are your values and what are your beliefs and we have exactly the same thing sometimes we're like let's have a big discussion about one big decision or one big topic in life easy in, in like sometime in five minutes What do you think? Okay. What do you think? Oh, okay, we think the same. We don't need to have big discussion on, on stuff like this. So, yeah, he's my best friend. And usually when one of us is feeling down, the other is always there to to support. It's 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 really fun because it's often not at the same time and the other is always there to, to support uh, each other. So, 
was it always that way? Like even 19 years ago when you first met, do you feel like you knew who you were and what your values were at that point? Or did it progress over time and you guys kind of grew together? I think we grew together. I think we are more similar right now than we were before and we were not understanding each other. And this is why I always say that communication is really important for me in all different parts of life, like uh, in professional, personal, inside the companies, everywhere, because this is thanks to communication and, and not so long ago someone asked Thomas about advice. Uh, a young guy uh, asked him about uh, some advice about uh, a relationship and Thomas he answered, communication and this is always putting yourself and empathy putting yourself in uh, the other position so and when we really began to have almost no fight at all it was when we were like okay think about if i were in your situation or if you were in my situation and each time like ah yeah for sure we Mm -hmm. never do this so everything was linked to communication on all subjects all the things politics, personal, everything. And do you guys actually have a moment in the day or in the week to to communicate? Right now he's, he's manager of a wine bar, so he's working at night. So usually I try to have lunch with him on, on, on his day off. Like today is his day off. So, <laughs> so I was Something. like, yeah, when I saw the day, I was like, yeah, but it's fun to be with you guys. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, but usually Sorry, I try Thomas. to... <laughs> Next time we invite we you. We <laughs> I, I try. We tried yet yeah, to 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 because when we don't see each other for a long time, we are, yeah, we are missing each other. Even if we live together, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's one pillar of my life, and mm-hmm. also because it's, as always, I'm not a career girl at all. But I always want to do to experience to do a lot of things to like. And Thomas is not like this. I think his his life is already fulfilled. He's already happy. Because family, friends, like like everything's going well in our wedding and, and everything, like love life. Now he has found his job and he really likes it too. So so Thomas doesn't need much. As for me, I always say like I'm not unsatisfied, but I always need to learn more. I want to if I could read all the books of the world <laughs> I would, you know, like so and he has never, never he has always support me I never said oh no stop you know like uh, when I have a project I would say hey go ahead go ahead go ahead like just once he told me like maybe try not to do too much at the same time yeah (laughs) yeah it sounds like you like the change the energy of change and Mm. trying something new and learning something new Mm. so going on if I can like to this question here so you had described yourself in the little form that we sent as someone who's multi-passionate or multi-potential kind of person so could you describe what does that mean to you and what positive and probably negative like benefits or disadvantages that has had in your life in fact multi-potential i just discovered this not a long ago because uh, my friend linda with my partner now she was at the same point last year it means that we we took some time to think about what we wanted to do it was at, at the period of covid and i think a lot of people thought about what they wanted to do what uh, is their purpose but even before this i, I was thinking what what will I do now? And she was at the same point. And once she sent me an article in from a website called Beauty uh, Like. So it's Emily Watnick. She's uh, she has done a TED talk and she's talking about multi potentiality. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, okay, it's blessing in one point because usually 
we are people that have a lot of skills, but the problem is we are losing ourselves in this because mm. each time we start something, we could do it. So, so you can start every project. You have, you always have. I, but in fact, now with the world we are living in, everyone is starting. We are not in a world where we have like our parents who have one job for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are multi-potentialities. And this is why this is really interesting. So I think I have a strong, I have a strong, like I believe in myself now that I can do almost what all the stuff I want to do. I can do them if I put all the energy. But the thing is my energy is going in all directions. So this is my problem. And, and I didn't realize it would be this way because when I was working in science, in the pharmaceutical industry, I was project manager. It was really, like really well framed and 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 once I once I told my and my husband but I don't understand I have four big projects at the same time you know and everything was going well and he told me yeah but because when you are coming home like all the as he said in French like all the windows are closing but he said now everything is open all the time yeah. So because of this, like, what does that mean? Can you explain that a little? Bit? Uh, it means that, after, for example, uh, an example, insomnia. Like I, I have often have insomnia. Uh-huh. I'm not really. I think it's a little bit of stress, but just I'm always thinking. I cannot close all the windows in my my brain, or so always thinking. Each time there is an idea, I am not, or each time I do. Uh, an activity or today I'm doing a podcast with you and I'm like oh it's cool it would be fun to do this <laughs> and 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 now I've tried not to I try to note it down somewhere for later you know mm. because if not I will start I don't know like one project per day yeah and this is the problem and especially when you are when you are an entrepreneur it's this is an ends you know, by being an entrepreneur because you have to think away about your project and and I think so yeah, it's a bit yeah. stressful and I'm lacking some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said about maybe putting it off to the side for later because yeah. it, if we're saying no now, it doesn't have to mean we're saying no forever and it's like never going to be a project. But I think what I've said to Nico before too is sometimes we feel like it has to happen right now or it's yeah. going to go away. And like, you know, whoever approached us about it is going to lose interest and we're just going to lose out on that opportunity. Mm. But something I've heard too, it's a more kind of spiritual way to look at it too is like maybe it's just not meant to happen right now because maybe you it's just not the right timing. Like you don't have the right resources. You don't have the right experience in your life or, or something in your life needs to happen to make that thing even better Mm. later on. Or maybe people, whoever your audience is just like, isn't ready for Mm. whatever that project is you're trying to bring to them, but maybe later they will be. I totally agree. And usually this is what people, people who are Succeeding, so it depends on the, on the definition of success for sure, but uh, succeeding in some projects, sometimes I've been doing the same thing for 10 years and nothing happened. And one day, this is the time and everybody is talking about them or, you know, it's interesting about what they are doing. And also it made me see what you say in terms of more spiritual. And we were discussing about this with Linda, I again, <laughs> Linda. We discussed about together at the moment. And uh, I told her, I don't remember the name of the author, but it's the author of uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Okay. And she did oh, something like... Big like, Magic? Yeah. Yeah. 
with Mickey. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and this book is by Maybe that's where I heard that idea. <laughs> yeah, and she, she said that there are ideas everywhere and what yes. she had the idea of a book, but she never did it. And after she met another author who had the same idea. And when mm-hmm. she she made her read the book, she was like, ooh, it was kind of... But she was not jealous. She was like, okay, ideas are like this. They are coming to see you. And if you are ready, maybe you will take the idea and make a muse, in fact. like, And, and maybe you will do something from it and maybe it will go somewhere else. And, and I feel, yeah, I really like this, this, this thing because a lot of people sometimes they have the same idea at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I would just add something else. Like those people, they are seeing, sometimes they are seeing the other as competitors. Mm-hmm. And it would be better to see them as potential people you can collaborate with rather than competitors because we have the same idea. So we are open to, to the same idea we went f- floating around you maybe or you know yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, like, I like it yeah yeah mm. stronger together yeah okay so when now we want to talk more about your uh, Saigon life and when we ask you tell us a story about how you stepped outside of your comfort zone and faced your fears who helped you along the way you said I feel an ease to ask for some money despite the fact that I am actually worth it and my work really helped businesses and entrepreneurs And after writing this and knowing that a lot of people have the same problem, what is your review of this? And do you have advice for people who face the same problem? I think now I'm managing to do it just now. First, it was thanks to a friend of mine, Corinne, Corinne, also same name. She just became, she pivoted in life not a long time ago and she's a coach in uh, pivoting in life. She's, she's, she's living in, in uh, Ho Chi Minh. And she gave me, uh, she was still training, so she gave me one free session and we discussed. And in fact, I realized that I had this problem. And often when I am in a lot of artistic networks in, here in Ho Chi Minh and to designer friends or creatives, I, I, I was always telling them, but you have to, to ask for money for what you are doing. You know, like the, often the artists, they have kind of a bad relation with money. And when I was discussing with her, I realized it was because I didn't have the right project and maybe I didn't believe in this project enough to be able to push myself and go to see, to prospect for clients. And so at the moment, I realized that uh, I'm pushing myself to be like more business oriented and, and to create a good business plan and model for the, the services we are developing with my friend Linda, because I really believe in our project is called copywriting for good. And so on one One side, we want to create like impactful content. So linked to CSR, to sustainable goals that were settled by the UN. Like really meaningful content, doing good. And on the side, when we have paid services, we want to give back to NGOs by giving them training to improve their communication. Uh, so at the moment, we're thinking about what kind of, what kind of training they would need. And, and so what we did, like it was last week, we did a boot camp about business like what are our clients what are you what are our networks we did something called a lean canva to define our audience what are our packages and everything and and this is because i believe in it i really believe in what we can propose to people let's see uh, maybe it will not work but i believe in it and also i have someone else and before i had a company i still have a company but we did something with my husband And the thing is, 
as we know each other, we kind of forgive each other, or we are not pushing each other as husband and wife. But I have a friend, and I'm working with her, and I don't want to let her down. So having an accountability partner, mm-hmm. I think, is really important because each time I manage to do something, is with people where I am accountable for something. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it, it helps me like having a, having a partner, believing in in in, in the project. Because a, a lot of business coach, I've been reading a lot of blogs. In fact, often they say, you are not getting clients. You are going around in cycle. Maybe this is not a matter of all the business. It's a matter that the project, you are not believing in the project. In fact, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. And this is really difficult to realize and to, to yet say, okay, I give up on this project. It's just not for me. Or, yeah, and this is also linked to authenticity because this is linked to knowing about yourself, your values, and what you want to do, what you like, what you, you dislike, and uh, so yeah. I think knowing, yeah, knowing about you is really important for for this. In fact, mm. now that I know what I want, I don't care. I'll go, it's okay. I'm, I will go to see all the people I know before. I was like. Oh, maybe this contact I will keep it for later, mm-hmm. and I don't know what, why why I do why I was doing this. Maybe you want it to be perfect. And yeah, there is also this, and I know that this is very very French. <laughs> no, no, but I did to yeah yeah to be perfectionist before doing something, and this is really and procrastinate. Yeah, so you need to go and see and get clients, you know. So sometimes I was working like crazy for my former company when I was proposing creative events, but. Prospecting yeah. was like five percent of what I was doing. So, yeah. so if you don't focus on this, <laughs> it's 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 funny because it reflects to something uh, I was reading last year. It's a it's a book. It's called Side Hustle, and the guy is uh, literally teaching you somehow to open a business like a side hustle. So something that you would spend maybe between thirty minutes and two hours a day without quitting your job. Mm. And what he says is like. Because you don't have the time to, you know, do all these little beautiful things that will make the project perfect, focus on the growth of the business. Mm. And so like during the 30 minutes, the only thing you have to do is literally like go to sell your product or execute the service so you can make money. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of young entrepreneurs, uh, young and all levels actually, because we all have the same problem, I believe, is to assess your values and like how... Not the values like in life, but the like, like the core value, like the financial value of your product or your your services. And a lot of people ask all the time, like what, like what price should I put, or am I too expensive or too cheap? Or mm. and sometimes one day they will meet a client, and this client will be the perfect client, be like, oh, but you should charge more because your service is amazing. Mm. And then the next day another client will be like, oh, you, I should I should pay this much for this product? This is not worth it. And then. So like for the entrepreneur who sees that, you know, day after day, he's like, okay, what what price do I put on it? I loved everything you said. And I, I've totally had the same experience of pivoting a bunch of times. Like we've talked about this <laughs> yeah. and I've mentioned this on the podcast too. Like I've in the past two years, like cycled through so many different things, just trying to figure out what is the thing. And it really resonated with me when you said that it's just sort of the culmination or like the perfect mix of believing in it so much and having the right people around you having like the experience or knowledge the right skill set that you believe you can actually help people whereas I feel like some of the things I was trying to do in the past it felt like I 
I wanted to be the person who could help, but I wasn't actually the person who could help. It was more like I needed the help from that person talking about being a life coach. Whereas now I feel like I'm finally at a place where I just care so much about this topic and this project of women's health that there definitely is still a little bit of fear asking for money and things like that. But it's I'm I'm so focused on the mission and like the impact that I want to help people and bring people to have that the money isn't such a like big scary discussion anymore. Mm. see has a good mm. formulation for that. It's like it has to align mm -hmm. somehow. And we we're talking about the energy. It's the same for money. Money is more like an energy, and uh, I mean now I see it more as energy rather than a mathematical formula that adds up. And like people give it to you, not because, you know, like they, they just have to, it's just because they want to. And so it creates this whole like motivation to do it, then they need to be happy to do it. So like if you actually want to receive this money and you want to be proud of getting it. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a nice comparison with your energy that you bring in a conversation. You should use that for, <laughs> for making money. Probably that would work. <laughs> what kinds of, because you mentioned now that I know myself, like what kinds of self-reflection activities did you do or what kind of maybe self-coaching things did you do to get you to that place where you finally realize like this is the topic, this is the mission that I really care about? I think we, it's always changing. So maybe yeah. we change in uh, six months mm -hmm. or in three years. True. Or... Of course. I think for everyone, it's always changing. You just have to, and I think with what happened with COVID, we, we all uh, learn to be flexible and resilient. And I feel this is one of the big steps to do. And always trying, and I've always been like this since I am, I realized it now since I am young, I'm always thinking about, oh, why I am reacting like this? Why is this person is behaving like this? So I'm always being really analytic. But before I didn't realize it because I was not maybe maybe really intuitive. Like for example, my, my husband is really intuitive and I was not at all. At all. Sometimes I was like, yeah, no, no for it. Like people were in Vietnam like proposing something to us. I was like, no way. I was like, oh, interesting, you know. <laughs> and a few weeks later, he, he was totally right about saying no, like for different reasons. I was like, well, you see something that I cannot see. And so, so I'm always thinking about, so I'm always thinking, thinking, thinking about friendships, thinking about the way I behave, why I have this barrier with this person. I mean, usually I'm really open-minded and so, like social and everything and sometimes. So I'm always analyzing it because I, I don't want to judge people. So, uh, because I don't want to be judged too. And I was judged when I was younger. And so I'm always like this. So I think this is the, the, the first thing analyzing and so last year it happened that it was the first time that I was not working and my husband got his job and was like take your time because before we had this, this event company take your time to see what you want to do like in communication you can do freelancing consulting and I was like yeah okay and I think I needed this time because I've never since I got my PhD I've always been working and I've never got time for me and so I began to go into all those books that before I was, I was hating, like all these self-empowerment, self-development books and stuff. 
I will just explain why I didn't like it before because, for example, there is a lot of communication like this on Instagram. For mm -hmm. example, there are a lot of self-development coach or lecturer or whatever. And sometimes I feel it's a lot of pressure. Rather than helping people, I think it's putting a lot of pressure. People cannot just stay the way they are now. Like you have to have a project on the side. On the side, you have to be eco-friendly. You have to be connected and put stories. You have to be, if you're a woman, you have to be a good mother, but also be a career girl and this and this. So we have to be everything. Mm -hmm. and and this is putting a lot of pressure no maybe some people that don't want to do self-empowerment and just just don't want to go to work get money and spend time with their family and that's it uh, we are not always wanting this so i feel sometimes putting a lot of pressure and especially when you you see all those people who seem to have this perfect life or empowered life on the social media But I went for Ikigai because I've heard a lot about Ikigai, like Japanese method, to try to find in parallel your passion and also what you could do as a work. And I really liked it. So because it Can was... Can you describe it for the listeners? Yeah, it's, it's sort kind of... It's kind of little games or little exercises. So this is what I like rather than reading because in a lot of self-development like book or their a business book it's like my life oh i know this guy oh i know the ceo from google and i have learned from him okay but for me uh, the ceo of google it's not my my de my definition of success you know yeah. <laughs> for me my, my it's always the same old white dudes yeah. every single time i'm yeah. like we get it yes and, and like, i yeah. know those guys Steve Jobs. we get it yeah and i know this ceo i know this person i'm like okay you know a lot of, of famous people you but I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, as for me, like the person I admire the more, like my mother was being like teaching uh, children for all life and, and like listening to the children, like exiting a class and saying, oh, I like Madame Lemoore. She's so yeah. nice, uh, you know, <laughs> or, or my husband, yeah, the empathy and the energy he has. I'm like, I, I couldn't do what he's doing. And so all these people. And so just to go back to, to, to Ikigai. So the first exercise is, is like, what are your three favorite movies or your three favorite books? You just have to make a small, you just have to write why you like this, those three things. And so it's kind of, and after you go back, you read again, and you just highlight the words that are always coming up. Always, always. And you can see in the end, after this, what did you want to do when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, a young adult, what you would do if you have $500 to spend right now. So it's always stuff like this. And after when you highlight everything, Like, it was always the same thing for me. And it makes me go back to my values. Like, it was discovery, sharing, so a lot of things into communication, uh, nature, reconnecting with nature, research. Yeah, and this is why afterwards I was like, hmm, maybe I will, like, begin my training in journalism. I, this is when I was like, I think journalism is kind of following me, so maybe I, I have to dive into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you you did that after stopping your communication agency last year. It was events agency. Event I was agency. I was doing a little bit of communication already on the side because I had, I was communication manager in a company for two years and a half uh, when I like from 2016. And after I stopped, we had the event company with my husband. And after I did a little bit of consulting when he started his job, and after I, I kind of stopped and I, I thought about what I wanted to do, 
did the Ikigai method, did a lot of things, did my own self-coaching, like uh, where, when is my energy during the day, during the week, again, my energy change. <laughs> Rephrase yeah. that. Uh, what, where are the best places for me to walk with this kind of energy, like when I am home, what should I do home, or should I do in a coffee um, place. So I thought about all this stuff, and it's fun because sometimes I was reading all the books to be organized or to to do self-development and it was kind of what they were saying but I did it before by myself yeah after I thought about my relation with people so I redefined some friendships after I thought more about what I wanted to do as a, as a job what I, kind of activities I wanted to have on the side uh, leisure activities so I thought about all the aspects of my life and 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 after after a week, I think again, I thought again about it and again and again. I have an agenda and notebooks full of thinking in a kind of different ways, you know, like, yeah, energy during the day or people or, yeah, I try to use my own method or method I was finding in books or... It's like you're, you're trying to organize, like you're reorganizing all the things you didn't have time to organize from your before. Yeah. From your previous career where you were didn't you didn't you were not taking the time to actually open the windows mm. and uh, <laughs> it's good so actually do you want to take the time to explain us a little more like what you do now because you have so many name cards I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I did it not a long ago the business card because it was too difficult to I think you have the same thing we had the same yeah. discussion uh, about when people ask you more and more this is with more and more people asking what do you do in life and this kind yeah. of the first question and i try she now makes me sweat not yeah yet. and i try not, <laughs> so not to not. do it. <laughs> don't ask me i don't know yeah but this is a problem like this is what i, I try now now not to do it when i meet some someone new but this is kind of the first question yeah. and i had this question two days ago and i was like okay and so i i now have my kind of my own pitch now but so this is why i did those different business cards because according to the person in front of me if I discussed a bit with a person, I would give something different. Such so, a good idea. That's yeah. such a good idea. Yeah. Oh my god! The main card I give now is own your story. So I kept my company, which is called for many reasons, and in fact the name is perfect because it has changed so much. So for many reasons, <laughs> I, people are always like, even in Vietnamese, when I, I said the name in Vietnamese, Vietnamese, Vietnamese are like laughing with the name, like okay, for many reasons, because in French. It's, ephemer. you can say ephemer, and it's ephemeral. So, like, as we were doing it for events, you know, it has like a, temporary. So, yeah, now I, I develop on your story. I want to say more on your story because this is all into authentic communication. Because I realize that all the things I do, I want to have really understandable content, interesting con content, impactful meaningful content so this is why i do it on the side as a journalist and the petit journal in french and i just started with a i'm so happy because i had my first article in saigonir nice uh, yeah wow. and on a really interesting and subject really, it's really good and uh, because it's a wildlife painter and he's involved in uh, in uh, preservation of uh, species in vietnam so it's really interesting story so this is the kind of content i like but this is not where I want to do my career because it's a difficult career, journalist. Yeah. So, so for the moment, I'm doing my training and on the side, I am, I am writing article. 
And so what I focus on now is when people come to me, people warning me, I do a bit of communication consulting. For the for now, for example, I do I did interviews of artists for people who want to, to set up a website and selling artworks. So they wanted to have proper interview of artists because often artists are on platforms that are really uh, there is nothing about them. So yeah. they wanted to have real information. I will do the communication of an exhibition that will take place in May in Hanoi. A friend of mine, she wanted to be kind of guided and, and for the communication and the press relation. And what I develop at the moment and where my focus is mainly so with Linda, the copywriting for good that we will, we kind of already launched, but we will launch in a, like one week or that we will begin to prospect in one week. So these are the professional projects. And on the side, I do, so this cultural newsletter, it's Every week, we send a newsletter and it's called Wonder and Wonder. So again, it's Linda and I and a friend stuck in France. But it's taking a lot of energy and, and we don't have time to to develop it, to monetize it. So I think it will, maybe we do a call for the people if they want to do it because we have all the structure. The thing is, we are taking a break because... The idea would be to have some time maybe to do a small cultural guide of Ho Chi Minh. Mm. Because there are some websites, but just something, a PDF for free for people. So yeah. if there is any person involved in cultural events or in the cultural scene in Saigon, just reach to Emily. Yeah. She, she can promote your business and your, and your stuff. We wanted the... to do the same as you guys, because like uh, you got a sponsor and... Uh, and then you put a lot of uh, energy and the same, you are not uh, really monetizing like uh, mm. your podcast. So, yeah. so it would have been the same, but again, it's taking a lot of time to try to develop it. And, and my focus right now is cannot be on this. My focus has to be on getting earning, like to, to earn some money and, and be a little bit more stable because one of the big projects in our life is to adopt. So, so we want to be more stable in terms of income with my husband. You want him to live here? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so we want to, so this is a... Big project. Uh, yeah, big pro maybe in two years, but we want to start this. And so we want to be stable. So again, I think that your priorities and you were saying like to like realize what you want, even through Ikigai or another method, it also depends on your priorities mm. in life. And, yeah. and for me, all the past year, it has changed a lot, in fact. Before it was just discovering myself and pouring myself, and and now it's more like okay, what like yeah, we, we want to adopt. So it's really different. Like mm -hmm. you cannot take the same decision. And I have so many fun projects on the side, like uh, Wonder and Wonder, Saigon Her and Female Entrepreneur Kickass Facebook group to empower women or do some small panel talks. And, and so what I did is I, I took all those projects and I said, where do I want my energy to go? And I did some kind of percent. Okay, 1% in this, 50% in like job, like earnings and adoption. And this is a nice way also to, to do it, to find where you want to put your priority. Like, uh, to split the energy. Mm -mm. Nice. Energy again. Energy again, yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course, of course. Also, it was really helpful for me to hear that too, because I'm kind of in the same place where I'm doing like a monthly email newsletter and monthly workshops and trying to like study for my certification and teaching English and all these things. So yeah, I really like what you said about kind of 
laying it all out there and being like, okay, where do I want, how, like how much energy do I want to put to these things? And is there something I just need to take completely off? Like, is this not actually adding value to my life as much as I think it is? So yeah, I'll definitely try that activity. And it's, it's, I think it's reminding me of what you said before, like being able to say no. And this is really, really, really important, especially in Vietnam where every day someone can propose you to be a partner or to do something like every day. It's crazy. And, and I think being able to say no, but to be able to say no, you'll be able to know what you want. So, or what you don't, don't want. So it, it's really difficult. And sometimes do it. Like if you have time, do it. Say yes to stuff. Uh, if you uh, don't need a, like a stable income and you have time and you want to take this time for you, try stuff. And, but at one, some point you need to know, like to say, how to say no and, and put some stuff on the side. This exercise, in fact, came from, uh, again, beauty like, like a website where there, there was this article saying you need to think about not in terms in success or in workload, not in, in terms of uh, goal, but in terms of intention and quality. Mm-hmm. So like how much, like what are the different projects and what kind of energy or time I want to put in it and also in terms of how you want to put in it. Like for example, wonder and wonder the newsletter. I want to keep it a little bit, but I don't want my energy to be in terms of doing the newsletter with this kind of a routine. And for me now, it's, I know what is the community here. I know the event. I know, like, I, I don't need, I have no more discovery, let's say sometime, but I don't have big discovery every day. Mm-hmm. So this is why I would like my energy more to go in a, writing a guide. Like I want to go in, in writing, for example. Like, how you would want this energy to be given to this project. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, too, lately of ways to create something that is more, like, evergreen, meaning that it's, like, you create one thing one time, and then it's useful for many people again and again and again, rather than, like, constantly in this energy of creating something new, creating something new. And that just, that just like depletes my energy so quickly, but trying to balance that out with like, what is one thing that I can create and just like give out to people again and again and again. In fact, a lot of people at the moment, I was discussing with some people in France. So I have this friend who was living in, in, in Vietnam before and she's in, in uh, ethical fashion mm-hmm. and so fashion. And she went back to France and she developed, so it's old. And she's, so she has developed, she has been working a lot on what she did and she developed a master class. And it's, this is, this is a friend I have, every two weeks I have a mind meeting. So I really advise people to, because when you are alone, sometimes it's really difficult. So we are doing every two weeks a mind meeting where, where we share three of our inspiration, our work focus for the, at the moment and also our pain points, what we are struggling with. And this is really helpful, and, and, and so we share about like art stuff, creativity, articles, because we like the same kind of thing. So each time we share inspiration, or because, oh, it made me think about you. And pain points, it's really interesting also to see that other people are struggling. So, and she's not the only one who developed a masterclass or an online course. Yeah. And the future now with the COVID, everything going online, mm-hmm. everybody wants to learn something. I know a lot of people who switch their business, 
I know a girl with a Vietnamese working in event, a friend with a web designer, and they all switch to courses mm -hmm. offline or online. And and a lot of people are saying that education and online education is kind of the, the fee because after you have your class online and people are just have to, um, to click and if you have everything automatized. Uh, I think with COVID, we, like you said, we had to learn how to be flexible and to adapt. And I mean, when you talk about you, like the last month, year that you've like, been in transition, for me, it was exactly the same. And I talk about it in, in the podcast as well, is you have everything and at some point everything stops. And instead of suffering, you decide to end this and be like, okay, I'm going to try everything I haven't had the time to try. And then, like you said, with this metaphor of the windows, because uh, that's really funny, because it's exactly that, like, your energy is flowing out of the windows of all the, the rooms of the apartment, <laughs> and you try everything, but you don't fly, you know? So sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, it's drowning you, and, uh, and uh, I guess now, like, in, uh, in, the, in all the projects that you have, we've, now you, you've learned how to use your energy differently and, and allocate your time to produce the same quality that you actually want to produce for such type of project or everything. Now you probably are in the end like of your transitional phase. Maybe you need a few more months and uh, and we'll see uh, what that leads, leads us to. Yeah, but when you think that you are going in one direction, it's when people are going because I was going ready for more i know in terms of content positive impact for me like supporting art is positive i'm more into supporting art and culture and also women or mm. women initiatives but at one point I say oh, okay i'm going less art i'm going to stop a bit wonder and wonder and stuff and now this is where i have all the project linked to art like communication for an exhibition somebody get offering me another maybe a partnership i have to think about it's all linked also linked to art so Try on yeah yeah so you're like oh okay i have to think again oh no i said i would say no to this kind of things but oh it's so cool oh i don't know but one thing like when we were talking about the relation with money what could you can do also on the side because sometimes like my friend oh she told me but you are sometimes was telling me about my pricing she sent me what oh, you are you are worth more, like you can, you could ask for more. And I understand what she said, and I know what are the, the, the rates. I know, I know about them for communication manager or uh, copywriter. I know them, but sometimes you have to maybe think the other way. And with Linda, what we thought is like, what do I want to have at the end of the month? How much do I want to earn to be happy or to be able to have my the, the lifestyle that I want? The and and we came from this mm. and we went back to yeah. okay. So when we spend this time like this amount of time, it would be worth this. And this way you can have affordable pricing, but you are happy because if you work full time on different different projects, in the end you will have the amount that you Actually, are yes. rich. Yeah, you want to reach. It's a good method. Uh, yeah. It's a good way to see it because a lot of people get, oh, I can charge this for getting, you know, for two hours. And then they, they'll work more, they get more, and then at the end they reach even more money, but they don't even have the time to enjoy it because they are so overloaded. And, uh, mm. and it's, it's a principle, it's called like target monthly income. Mm. It was developed uh, by many people, but the most famous one is Tim Ferriss, probably 10 or 15 years ago now. And he... 
he developed this tool where actually you can put like five things you want to have, five things you want to do and five things you want to be mm -hmm. in the next six or 12 months. And you try to find out like how much it would cost to actually learn, you know, the skills to reach that level or buy these things that you want to have and everything. And then that makes a whole amount and you divide it by the number of months and that gives you the target monthly income that you want to have a fulfilling life. And let's say it's $2,000, let's say for example, then you can build a project based on, you know, like this ambition instead of having a project and the ambition is $2 million, but you know that it's going to take 20 years to reach and, and uh, yeah, it's probably not happening. Where I work in my, my apartment, I have a window and on this window I put some post-it and I have different colors and I started it to like one month ago, and I put, there is one for later, so there is one important, less important, to think about, and one for later, and this is how I do now. Mm. And there is one of them for later, there is this, I don't know if it's a book or a course or whatever, because I really like a visual, a graphic facilitation, for me it's really important, in terms also of uh, understandable communication, so I would like to involve this in it, but I want to do something I know it would, would be called switch, but about what I did, this is my own method, you know, but all the stuff that I saw to pivot in life and to put them all together in something a bit more structured, like first you think about you, after you think about your relation with people, your relation with your values, your relation with your work, and this is all the stuff that I did and with different methods that work or not. And I wanted to put everything together and again, I was like, "Woof! I will not sell it, you know, I will, I will give it to friends because we are all discussing about this all the time, you know, but this is for later. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. And, later and maybe the, one day. And maybe the fact that you like Tiki Guy is because you actually like the graphic facilitation. So. Yeah, and, and, and the games. Yeah. I like the gamification. Yeah. I like the interactivity when we were working more in events. With my husband, it's really what's important, like interactivity. And, and interactivity, uh, interactivity doesn't mean, uh, you know, like digital and, uh, you know, screen. and you know, like, Yeah, no, interactivity it can just be a, just a little, a little uh, leaflet with a game or whatever. But interacti mm. interactivity is really important and, uh, in communication and, uh, and in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Life should be fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, but I had this discussion, so we didn't discuss about this, but uh, when we met and, and, and Dana, she, she, she also did a workshop there, so it's spiced. I think yeah, we should spice. say hello to the spice, spice yeah. community and Marcia. And, and she there is a chef and a consultant. And, and last time we had a discussion and he was telling me about like um, cuisine education. And we were discussing about this, and it was really interesting. And at one point, we went into the conversation, and we went to, but why is life so stressful? Because we are going to school, like we are like, no, I don't want to go to school when we are when we are young. So after we go to work, we are stressed about going to work, and we are not going go happy to go to work. So all our life, like the most part of our lives, we are going to things that are made stressful by, I don't know, the, the way it's constructed or yeah. by the other people telling you, oh, yeah, I don't like this. Or, you know, you have this kind of mindset of work and school not being fun. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, we should maybe try to do something to make it fun, you know. Mm. This is why I like a business where there are 
they are thinking about the corporate value and trying to make like going to work fun again or at least interesting or there's some happy managers now. yeah happiness <laughs> officer i understand it that way it's like we've been so far into you know like it has to be professional mm. then we forget that we are human behind the phone if there is somewhere where you know we break the trust then you know like we start screaming at each other this is not working it has to be more like back to the basics of you know re human relationships where we are more like okay i pay for this this service or i, I buy my banmi down the street in the morning or i drink my coffee and it's because i want to enjoy it people mm. who want to climb the ladders but i guess that's also why you are here today so uh, yeah. because we are more like you had two, one word, and it was coming into my mind the moment you said it was trust, and I think we lost trust in other people. Yeah. First, and, and second, this subject I've been saying, discussing this like maybe three or four times this past week, it's exactly what you were saying, that we went kind of too far. Like we all, uh, society people who went too far in, I don't know, in business, in everything. And now every, now everyone wants to go back to the basics, to mm. the roots in terms of medicine, in terms of being happy, in terms of deconnecting, in terms of nature. We are all going back to the roots. So now, for example, each time I'm, I don't know, I am sick, I'm more like, like, Okay, grandma recipe for this, you know, I'm always, <laughs> grandma, because I'm like, you know, it's on this kind of website or natural stuff for, you know, because I don't want to take, uh, especially because it was, I was in pharmaceutics before, I don't want to take pills all the time. So I'm like, oh, ginger and thyme and, mm -hmm. and, but we are all like this. And I think it's because we went too far and now we have to, to find new, like we create new positions for people, for stuff that should be part of the company or part of our life already, like happiness officer. We need to have someone to bring happiness. I know it's a name and, and in fact, it's, it's, it's HR. They are, they are working the human yeah. resources department. Yeah. yeah, they are. But we need to put those words because we forgot how to be happy. We forgot how to take care of ourselves naturally, like our grandparents were uh, before. Or so I think the, we, we should have this discussion with our grandparents because I cannot speak for them. Uh, but maybe it was tough for them before. We have a lot of, tools and stuff to help to make our life easy mm. we can have a lot of leisure on the on the on the side of our work but sometimes i feel like they were less stressed and maybe happier than us because we are pressured in all <laughs> every direction and, you know like and, and like i think like the more you you talk about this like the more i'm feeling and i'm always going back home and i'm like why like, why is there so much pressure? Like, for what exactly? Mm. Like, what's the point? <laughs> there's no point. If you ask yourself, there's no, yeah. there's no reason to be stressed every day. Like, uh, mm. I've been there, you've been there, right? <laughs> Dana as well. It's, it's not leading you to whatever, even if that's the version of success is like what you were saying, mm. like, oh, Steve Jobs and everything. Like, if that's success, then no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like all this actually connects back to the, multi-potential multi-passionate too because we 
grow up in these school systems and work systems where it's like you're just supposed to focus on this one thing and like be good at this one thing and and then when you start to have different interests you're like what's wrong with me mm. I have interests in more than one thing and it's like actually no you're just a human like yeah. <laughs> living in this world that doesn't you know support us in being human mm. Yeah, and, and for at one point I was like, I think a few years ago, I was jealous of people with the true calling, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, since birth, who are yeah. just like, I know I want to be a doctor yeah. and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And like, they keep becoming yeah. doctors. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, oh or people who are making a, like a job out of their passion and it's nice. It's really cool like, that people can do this. But each time I'm like, I cannot. Like, <laughs> I, I can't do this. Like I have so many. There is so many interesting all over the world that I I, I cannot mm. do do. But have you talked to like someone like this in recently? Because I've I've talked to a friend when I came back to to France, and he was studying uh, to become a doctor, and he became a doctor. And for me, like that was you know like the the family that was successful. Mm. The father was a banker. They were wealthy and and the the, ch the child like they you know they follow the, the past and everything and i talked to him and and i was realizing like he had nothing to to tell me like nothing to say about you know like he was not thinking about those type of things in about life you know he was just jumping on that train and taking a seat and <laughs> going in a fast fast way and And he, he, he was, he was not even We're like looking out the window. No, like, no, no. We're like, what's, you know, yeah, what's going on? So we like to ask every guest this final question. How would you describe Saigon in three words? And you know what? I thought about this question and it's fun because the first one was energy. <laughs> Again, I didn't think energy will come. So energy, but energy in the sense that there is a lot of, dynamism in this city but also it's taking a lot of your energy sometimes it's difficult <laughs> yes. um i would say home also yeah from what i told you already i would say possibilities i'm actually really happy to have had this one or two hours conversation <laughs> with you emily because i feel like it's it's a, you are in a transition in your in your life and i'm actually very excited to keep following you in the future especially now that you are like publishing articles and and you are starting this business with linda about copywriting and everything i <laughs> wish you the best in your in your in your future you. and and just remember that at creators in saigon we like everything that you do so don't hesitate to ask for money in exchange to people who actually ask for your services and we'll see you probably in the future or eventually we'll come to meet thomas at uh, <laughs> bootleggers to, to verify if he has the intuition for you and, <laughs> and what predictions he has for you for the future <laughs> and for the audience who wants to listen to more episodes just don't forget to subscribe and, and follow our channel we post an episode every week thank you guys thank, thank, you. thank you for inviting me it's so cool thank you so much for listening to creators in saigon if you liked this episode become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in apple podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media this one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time